0: Hello, it's Monday the 27th of November. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I prefer Blue Monday to Black Friday. (laughs) Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we go through the papers like a pop fan does a tour programme. We rip out all the best bits and blue tack them to our bedroom walls. No, we rip out all the best bits and squish them into a papier-mâché Harry Styles. No, we rip out all the best bits and sellotape them together to make the world's only perfect newspaper just for you, our beloved listeners. We're out Monday to Friday with weekends off to panic about Christmas and if you're worried about that why not become a paper cut supporter? Then you can get your hands on Fabulous Paper Cuts merch and all your stocking filler worries will disappear. Now... Here are the headlines for today's show. Keep the receipts. Suella's got proof that Rishi made promises but didn't deliver. Shock. (laughs) 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 Imagine. Royal Tea. Weird Sussex pal Omid Scobie's written another book about how horrible everyone is except Harry and Meghan. (laughs) More shock. And are you a Stop the Boat Steve or a Remainer Ruth? The Telegraph knows which voters will decide the general election, apparently. Could it be you? Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we're subbing your copy and improving your jokes. I'm Miranda <laughs> Sawyer, and joining me on the show today is sketchwriter for the critic and expert in serious old war movies. <laughs> it's Robert Hutton. Hi, Rob. Hello. Also with us is co-host of The Way We Were podcast and connoisseur of four-hour Paul Anderson films. It's Gronya Maguire. I want a five-hour edit cut of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> with a kind of vibe feel. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have on the front page today rob what have you got
1: well the times has at the top of the times got a nice picture of um el terry venables uh innovative and brilliant it says the main story is uh, israel palestine orphaned hostage four is set free and that's underneath a picture of yesterday's march against anti-semitism through london Um, And there's also a story that a stake in nuclear sites seized from the Chinese could go to Abu Dhabi. So we've sort of, we're trading off countries to run our nuclear power for us. (laughs) It's upslope or downslope. The Guardian uh, hopes Israel and Hamas truce plan can hold as third exchange takes place. Great, lovely picture of um, Terry Venables there actually lifting a cup of tea. I've seen that picture in a few places. Um, and NHS delays blamed for 112 deaths. Data reveals, cheery story there. Um, the I has millions face higher taxes until election, and I'm going to let you into a secret after the election too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Telegraph, very grateful to the Telegraph today. Um, just just a fantastic Telegraph front page. From the top, farewell, they'll <laughs> Tell, a tactical genius. Then a a big picture of uh, Daily Telegraph favourites Boris and Carrie Johnson with Mm. some members of their of his family, Um, a baby that may almost certainly a baby that's his. I mean, the odds (laughs) any baby you see is the odds that it's a Boris Johnson baby is measurable. (laughs) Um, Sunak's deal with Braverman on migrants revealed. Council workers moonlight while working from home. Oh, it's all just great. I, and um, British favourite comfort foods that experts want cancelled.
0: <laughs> Woke bacon. <laughs> okay. Gronje, what do you have?
2: Uh, so, a Daily Star. Farewell to L Three lines legend dies at age 80. The Daily Mail are also uh, leading with the anti-Semitism march that took place in London at the weekend. They also have a very moody picture of William and Harry off the back of the new book about them where they very much look like um, sort of succession uh, head shosh. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Uh, then... The Daily Mirror, they are leading with Terry Venables, headlined The Great Showman, Charismatic football star, passionate England boss, author, singer, hotel, and club owner. L to Hell. Yeah. What a life. The Sun also uh, covering with the uh uh with Terry Venables.
0: One hell of a fella. <laughs> so Rob, I sent you as, as somebody who doesn't really know much about football. I sent you an article in order to fill you in on uh, Terry Venables, and now you like him.
1: Yeah, well, I I I, 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 I remember the nineties. Mm. You know, I remember Euro '96. But to be honest, it had you sort of, I couldn't have absolutely told you that that Terry Venables was managing the squad in Euro '96, and I did. I was sort of. Knew he was an England manager and uh, knew that you probably didn't want him as a witness for you in court. And that was about <laughs> it. But there's a fantastic um, Mihir Bo's profile in uh, the Daily Mail. At every level, it's brilliant. It's a great piece of writing and it's highly entertaining. And sorry, I'm just trying to find it now. Yeah. Um, And it explains
0: why he's important. uh, Yeah, and it it, it is... Because he's important on many levels. Absolutely really brilliant, technically. And he was really good at getting the best out of the players, which was a very difficult thing to do when one of your players is Gaza, (laughs) who was, like, absolutely ragingly alcoholic at the time. And he got the best out of them.
1: But it's also a piece that has... Of loads of fantastic paragraphs like yeah. this one. <laughs> on the flight home, Gaza passed out in the first-class upper deck of the Cathay Pacific Jumbo. By the time he regained consciousness, two teammates had shaved off his eyebrows, the widescreen TVs were all shattered, and Chelsea captain Dennis Wise was found stuffed into an overhead locker. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: also, the thing that I love, made me really I, look like I this. Go on,
1: read, go and read... <laughs> Go and read the Mail's Mihir Bose <laughs> piece on Terry Venables, whether you care about Terry Venables or not, because by the end of it, you will care about Terry Venables and you will understand it.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And also, Dennis Wise, he was really scary and small. I mean, he was small, but like he was scary to get him in an overhead locker. Oh, my God. I don't know how they managed it. <laughs> Now, as Rob said, the front page of The Telegraph is quite something to behold. It's like a fever dream of Telegraph obsessions featuring Boris and Carrie how woke experts are banning our comfort foods, council workers are moonlighting, and this is what we're going to discuss, the main story, which has the headline, Sunak's deal with Braverman over migrants revealed. The story is that Rishi Sunak agreed to a four-point deal on migration with Suella Braverman in order to keep her support during his leadership bid. But, and listeners may be shocked to hear this, he didn't stick to the deal. (laughs) Rob, what is going on?
1: So... We've known that she thinks that there was a deal. The way the story has moved forward today is that the Telegraph says that it has seen the paperwork. Crucially, what this paperwork lacks is his signature. Now, when this was first revealed, I said to someone who was sort of associated with Braverman, um, I assume somewhere she has a piece of paper. And he said, she's a king's counsel. Of course she has a piece of paper. And Mm -hmm. I said, right. The thing is, and as a lawyer, she will know this, it's worth a hell of a lot more if he's if the other person signed it. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. Yeah, and it does feel like that. This this is this is what it's all going to come down to is her saying. You you agreed to this, and him saying, "Well, I never actually agreed to it." Yeah, you yeah. know, you and showed it to me.
0: You showed it to me, and on the papers, um, there's this four point deal, which is about legal migrants as opposed yeah. to illegal migrants. Mm-hmm. And the big point was that she said that what you needed to do was raise the minimum salary required for a foreign skilled worker to get a visa from twenty six grand a year to forty grand, which is just so much <laughs> money. It kind of <laughs> makes me. It well, makes me goggle. I can't believe it.
1: Well, it, because basically, if what you want to do is stop people coming here, you need to make it harder for them to come here. Yeah, I mean that's that's sorry to be simplistic about it, but um, and, and where she is right is actually that 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 legal migration vastly. Out, outweighs illegal migration. There's all of this focus on stopping the boats and random so on. Mm. The numbers of people who come to Britain entirely legally with visas that they have applied for and gone through the process and all of that vastly outweighs the numbers crossing the Crossing the channel, and if you think that's a problem, not everyone does. A lot of uh, yeah. listeners to this won't. There was a fantastic piece, by the way, in yesterday's Sunday Times that said migration helps the NHS and hurts the Tories. And you thought, well, I mean, gosh, what else can it do? <laughs> 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 this is brilliant. I don't know. It, give me a third?
2: Get, gets rid of black mould. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gets you ready for winter. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Uh, Yeah, but if you think that migration is a problem, you have to stop the legal migrants. The problem with that is that that massively hurts the economy and the NHS and education and all of these. Basically, there are all these things where we are using migrants to prop up things that we don't want to pay for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So basically,
1: also... you know, <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Of, this podcast doesn't work without, without Ronya. Ronya. who Though she doesn't know this, is being paid 20% less than everybody else.
2: But listen, there were, you know, 50 other podcast guests who were British who were asked for it and then they weren't available and then I was given the opportunity. It's
0: very true. So, like, the the reason why this is, um, you know, I suppose, exciting, The Telegraph, is they've seen the piece of paper but also because um, last week there was some new news about how many legal migrants came to the UK in 2022 and it was 745,000 which is three times pre-Brexit levels and the Tories manifesto says they were going to reduce it to 239,000. So now everyone even before the piece of paper is talking about this idea that actually Mm. my uh, legal migrants need to have a job that will pay 40 grand.
1: Yeah so which there are far fewer. Yeah. Than, yeah. yeah. Know, and and, and, and it's 40 that, grand. 40 grand is not what you're being paid to work in a care home. No. For instance. Not but either. also, if you don't have people working in care homes, who's doing that?
0: So, so Alla is saying that this deal wasn't signed, but it was verbally agreed on loads of occasions in front of witnesses. She's such a. She's
2: a 14 year old girl.
1: She's a 14 year old girl. She's
2: so. She's such an idiot. She is a stupid person. <laughs> no 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 (laughs) she's a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah no but actually you agreed and I have this letter that he signed but I can't find it and my friend was there and she saw him sign it (laughs) and whatever he's saying
0: it's not true because you can't trust him because he's a liar yeah that's exactly what she's saying and what's Rishi saying I mean actually I can tell you what he's saying because I I wrote it down (laughs) (laughs) and it's really like like that and he's saying well of course I had conversations with people when I was in the leadership election not just Suella meow. And now I'm just getting on with actually delivering things. I meow. Mean, <laughs> he's, <not. laughs> he's not. But like he just basically, that's what he's saying. So she's got all the receipts. He's saying it doesn't really, you know, I those spoke to loads receipts. of people, those aren't receipts. <laughs> yeah. So what can we just pin down why didn't he do what Soella suggested? He didn't do it because actually we need legal migrants in order to do there, jobs in well, the NHS. Uh, there is
1: a whole political argument about whether we need them, but our entire model is based on bringing in people cheap. Uh, Bringing in people cheap to work in care services, bringing in lots and lots of students to pay vast amounts to our universities so that British children can continue paying for university at fees that haven't gone up in 10 years. That is the British model. And if you want to change that, it's going to be expensive.
0: Yeah, OK. I'd just like to do one slightly more like slightly bitchy comment because <laughs> I love a bitchy <laughs> comment. <laughs> and this is about, um, uh, Suella said that you should prioritise Russell Group university applicants when assessing student visa applicants. Right. So that's like the posh universities, yeah. because otherwise there is a large increase in numbers of foreign students from developing countries attending non-Russell Group universities on business studies master's. With dependence, I mean, God, that's four different things which they've decided that they hate people for. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, if you don't want to have these courses, you know, fund it another way. But you,
2: I mean, talk about needing immigrants. You know who needs immigrants most of all? The Tories to blame for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring them in shape. <laughs> yeah, if they didn't have immigrants, to blame for every. Oh, the rain's really bad. Oh, it's because of bloody immigrants. It fills me with such rage. It fills me with such rage. This is this thing. It, economists have said it's the immigrant bonus the sort of people who are willing to travel to another country to create a new life themselves are the type of people every country wants they contribute more they're less reliant on state benefits i just it's the a stupidity it's like aggressive stupidity mm. that there's some sort of like a british ideal before all these annoying immigrants came along and ruined everything every good thing that britain has ever done has been as the result of immigration and people from other country making a country better
0: it's true so come over here and do <laughs> business masters degrees that's what we say <laughs> Now, spread all over the weekend pages, and indeed today, like sweet and fruity jam, are the newest quotes from the newest book from Omid Scobie, the Peter Pan of royal reporting. He's got a new book out, don't you know? Called Endgame, he spent a lot of time insisting that he's not mates with Harry and Meghan and that nobody has been briefing him at all. Honest gov. Grunya, what does Endgame say? Also, can I just say Endgame? End game, game so funny.
2: <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> da, da, da.
0: <laughs> final... He's here to finish them off, man. <laughs> Line up against the wall.
2: Go on, Omid. You've heard the end of the Marvel series. Yeah. This is the end of the House of Windsor.
1: <laughs> yeah, royals assembled.
2: <laughs> so, Gronje, what, what's in there? Oh, okay. can I just say, I think it's admirable that he's been able to churn out another book where about a couple that, God love them, have barely been able to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me- Megan's I mean, main... how hard is making a podcast?
0: <laughs> well, literally, I'm not being funny about it. We made more podcasts in two weeks than Megan's <laughs> done in, like, three years. But anyway, <laughs> Megan's main job now is
2: going to concerts. Yeah. That's <laughs> what she does now. And I I love that for her. Don't get me wrong. I love that for her. But to be able to bring out another book, which I'm assuming, what, what 400, 500 pages, solid, I'm not too sure. It's a bit like, you know, like a round-robin Christmas email. That we're all forced to read. It's mad. I love it. I love it. So, I'll give you some of the headlines from it. So, apparently, this guy has said that he just has mutual friends with Harry and
0: Meghan. Yeah, they're not briefing him. No, no, no. They're not
2: briefing him, guys. No. So according to the book, Kate is terrified to do anything more than smiling and photo opportunities. Mm -hmm. That despite what the king said, Harry and Meghan weren't invited to a 75th birthday party. That it was Princess Anne's suggestion to kick them out of Frogmore. (laughs) And that uh, Kate Middleton and Meghan were
0: encouraged to dress like their late mother-in-law. So like Diana, well, there's illustrations here in the Telegraph, isn't there? Oh, so we've got Megan in beautiful green yeah. and a funny little round hat like yeah. Diana. Yeah. And then we've also got Kate in spots and a kind of flat hat. That yeah. makes it sound like a flat cap. I don't <laughs> mean that. I mean, a kind of jaunty, jaunty flat hat at an angle, also like Diana. So, you know. So I have thoughts on that, which I'll get get to. Mm. Um,
2: <laughs> Camilla is no fan of walkery. Apparently, if she sees gluten-free On a menu in a restaurant, she loses her mind.
1: (laughs) She literally. I mean, she's in her (laughs) 70s and she's quite posh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: That Charles thought Harry was a fool for making the Netflix documentary, and that William is in air mode, not hair mode, air mode. And he's become a real company man. Uh, that Harry wants to move on and yeah, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> but Meghan is done with the UK she ain't coming back
0: it's mad isn't it I mean it's but supposedly Harry is ready to move on for his autobiography and that only came out in January I don't think we've even had the paperback have we <laughs> So like his doing... has barely
2: defrosted.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like that one, he was said he was waiting for an apology from the family, and now he's ready to move on. But you know, whatever. Um, uh, yes, there was also an absolutely brilliant kind of slightly side swipey interview with Omiscopey in the in the Times on Saturday, wasn't there? Yes, love it. Oh, yeah, strong recommend. Yes, it was very good. So there was a um, there's a bit where it says um, he's suspicious. He looks suspiciously younger than 42. He really does. He looks about 28, mm-hmm. and also that he has in the past knocked six years off his age <laughs> and then he said yes yes that was unfortunate and naive of me I shouldn't have done that you live and learn and they ask him if he's had work done and he said no 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 but he has tried and then he has tried Botox he d- basically he keeps denying it and then going yeah. oh yeah well I did there's a great
1: bit there's a great bit where, where he says oh I've never been on a private jet and uh, the interviewer says I've I've seen a photograph of you on Instagram on a private jet. And he says, Oh, well, okay. Just, <laughs> but it was a very short trip.
0: You <laughs> never had Botox. Oh,
2: well, okay, I did, but years ago. And he, in that interview, they were asked him, you know, his views on how the British monarchy are doing at the moment. He was like, Oh, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. And he said, They've started, in their desperation for public appeal, the British royal family have started to lean towards patriotism. <laughs>
0: I've never done that
1: before. Just <laughs> for me. I mean, what? <laughs>
0: Flags? <laughs> A few epaulettes. A bit of marching. <laughs> Real
2: desperate yeah. behaviour. I just think it's ridiculous. So this, whole, this whole thing about Meghan and Kate, about how they dress... There is no way in the world. So, first of all, Princess Diana was, what, in the public eye for at least 20 years. Mm. So, that's 20 years of outfits. So, of course, you could pick any outfits, a sposhy dress, a pink hat. You know, you're going (laughs) to find a picture of Diana wearing something similar. So, the whole idea of like, of course, they're going to find similarities. But
0: also, the other factor is, which, not to be too kind of weird about it is that she was a kind of fashion icon so mm. if you're looking for how to dress appropriately in certain occasions yeah. which you might be yeah. you might well look at her and say okay she carried this one off look, look really good maybe yeah. we'll do something a bit like that Yeah, like, that's kind of fair in- I think that's fair enough that's how fashion works and there's no way so Kate Middleton is very much
2: styling herself on queen the establishment the old school she's not going to be oh you know what will help my brand why don't i dress like the one who, the family that i've married
0: into still barely speaks about like that is the
1: ghost one the ghost boy. <laughs> <one.
0: laughs> yeah why don't i just wear a ghosty thing and there, there's another bit in the book that um so obviously omid scoby is saying i i was not braced by harry and megan absolutely yeah. not we've just got a few mutual friends and then there's some parts you think really, there's a little bit about Kate Middleton. It's basically, I don't really understand how anybody can hate Kate Middleton. This is my opinion. Like, Oh, I, no, sorry, the producer's saying he hates her. But, like, you know, she's very mild. She just has a lovely blow-dry and turns up in a frock. I mean, you can hate all the royals, but, like, out of all of them, she didn't really do I mean, I do of...
1: feel as a as a freeborn Englishman that one of my essential rights is to be able to look down on the entire royal family yeah, that's completely as, fine. as being a bunch of arrivistes and you know <laughs> ne'er-do-wells and just you know I mean no I get it like <laughs> you can
0: hate the whole of the royal family but I think just to pick on Kate is quite a weird thing and so, and that's what comes out from the books and you think okay if you're just picking on Kate you really have been briefed by Meghan yeah. if the, if the, if this is saying that every time Meghan's um, name is mentioned Kate jokily shudders. You think, does she, does she yeah, really? I... Is she that like, like you know, like she's she's got things to do. My but my bugbear when
2: it comes to Kate, specifically Kate, is like they make such a big deal she works so hard oh my god Kate works so hard she's got young kids oh my god and yet she's still opening scout huts oh she (laughs) works so hard it's I don't think she's like dropping the kid off at nursery taking vomit out of her hair you know and jumping in the back of a taxi and then also so they're like she works so hard she works so hard and it makes me think you know if you're on holidays or you've got time off work and all you have to do is go to the post office and in your head you're like oh my god I have to leave for the post office an hour oh my god I went to the post office. That is what I think it's like being a royal. <laughs> it's not hard. Everybody you meet is happy to see you. All you have to do is be nice to people who are like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened to them." And you, you shake hands, you take some flowers, and you make small talk for an hour. And they're like, "But doesn't she does it so
0: well? She does it well. She does so well. She does do it well and very slimly." <laughs> Now, as you all know, at Papercuts Towers, we love headlines, which is why we invented the one and only Fix the Headline competition. Every Friday, we find a great story with a grisly header and we leave it to you, the Papercuts listeners, to come up with something snappier. On Friday, we gave you a sweet story from The Guardian about a toy monkey that was left on a train. He travelled all the way from Birmingham to Edinburgh before he was found and sent back to his three-year-old owner in a new jumper, no less. That's the monkey, not the three-year-old. The Guardian offered track and trace. Monkey returns to boy three after 600-mile rail trip, which was—it's just so dull. I can, it actually makes me laugh. It's so rubbish. We knew you could do better, and you did. So, Max Harvey on X gave us Better Freight Than Never.
1: Yeah, excellent. That's very
0: nice. Colin Thomas tried with Around the World in AP Days. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Meredith, this is fantastic, Monkey Goes to Holyrood.
1: <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, excellent.
0: And Grant, a bit oddly, offered Boy Three, Stalked by Cursed Bear. <laughs>
1: I can't believe anything beat these.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On threads, Wooldridge187 tried a well-trained monkey Mm -hmm. and Jen Stainer yule simian a couple of days. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) But the winner is Phil Cody with the perfectly formed... Chimp Day Return. <laughs> so good. Yes. Well done, Phil. Really Long well done, time Phil. fix the headliner. First time winner. Yay. Mm. Send us your address and T-shirt size and a paper cuts T-shirt will be all yours so you can look excellent at your Christmas parties. So what about today? What great headlines do we have? Rob, what do you have?
1: So um, great story in the Daily Star. Uh, young Britons are uh, snubbing traditional foods like steak and kidney, sending sales crashing. And uh, the headline is: So who hates all the pies? Oh, that's
0: good. I like <laughs> that. And indeed, the,
1: the the sun's headline on it is is less good. But the uh, the shout across the top is: Tofu mob on the rise. <laughs> I, I, I am fundamentally not scared of a tofu mob. That's they they'd be fine. They're very low blood sugar. They I can you know. But they soak
2: <laughs> up a lot of the flavour of the mobs around them. So. <laughs> <That's
0: true. laughs> OK, Granny, what do you have?
2: So, uh, one from The Guardian. Oh, hooray. Yeah. Come on, the Guardian. Yeah. the Guardian. Good for you, guys. Good for you. So, it's a story that Nigella Lawson has uh, released an edict that if you don't like Christmas cake, you don't have to have Christmas cake. Thanks, Nigella. And uh, the headline is, Beyond All Raisin.
0: Oh, a pun in The Guardian. Well, Whoopee. they're very good
1: at current affairs. <laughs>
0: Oh, Rob. OK, we'll increase your pay for that. (laughs) OK, and some other ones? Uh, So, back
2: to more sort of traditional places for uh, good headlines. We've got the Daily Mirror. They have the story about drivers being warned that puddles hide big potholes. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for this? Headline is Splash and Crash. OK, there goes your suspension.
0: Now, in the Telegraph over the weekend was a classic piece of newspaper nonsense, an article about, plus illustrations of, the various people that the Telegraph thinks that the Tories need to win over if they're going to win the next election. Papers and election strategists love doing this. They basically turn everyone into an imagined type so that politicians can understand them and then persuade them to vote their way. So I remember, Rob, that Mondeo man was a type that Tony Blair had to charm in order to win the 1997 election. Who have the Telegraph invented now?
1: This is a very odd piece. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, even, even within within the, the structure of these things, this is a very odd piece. Uh, so this time we've got Stop the Boat Steve, mm-hmm. who uh, shops in Tesco, is over 55, likes GB News and the Sun, and uh, drives an Audi or Hyundai, which... I, I, just that do, sounds, yeah, yeah, no, that um, sounds like
2: like a, a horrible nickname for somebody you avoid at
0: Christmas. Yeah, yes. it's true. Yeah. There's
1: retiring Rita, shops in Aldi, reads the Telegraph. An awful lot of these people turn out to read the Telegraph, weirdly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stop the boat Steve is the exception, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Toyota Tony, reads the Telegraph. Uh, Romaina Ruth doesn't read the Telegraph. She's under 35, watches Channel 4 News, what? reads the Guardian, mm. shops, in rentro- shops in Waitrose even, rents a house doesn't own a car because she uses public transport and, and then they say she lives in Kensington.
0: It's completely mad. So this Remainer Ruth person, who I kind okay. of think, OK, under 35, watch Channel 4 News, mm. reads The Guardian, yes. They don't go to Waitrose. Waitrose is really expensive and nobody can afford to rent a house mm. or a flat or anything in Kensington. What, who are these people? They just don't exist. It's I, wrong. Yeah. It's basically wrong. Supposedly this person like you know works in works in the NHS. It's just not true. I feel like we should talk about the illustrations. The illustrations Can we talk about the illustrations, the illustrations? Save the piece. They really, really do. Big. So there's one called <laughs> NHS Nikki, right? And she's <laughs> she's supposedly staunch Labour shops at Lidl, reads the Guardian, <laughs> lives in Bradford, and <laughs> she's dressed like What what is she dressed like? She's dressed like a little French convent girl. It's so. It's like weird. A, from a yeah. Tintin
2: illustration. Yeah,
0: they're all like Tintin, and <laughs> she is in a yellow dress that kind of stops above the knee, and a little French schoolgirl straw hat. Um, yeah, and she's just <laughs> so <laughs> weird. It's supposedly she works in the NHS. It's just the oddest thing.
2: Why? Why couldn't they've just gone for star signs instead? <laughs> what have they said to win, you know, if if Labour want to win, they really need to gain the trust of Scorpios. And yeah, Virgals. and that's very hard. Scorpio is
0: very very. <laughs> hard. Plan. I mean,
1: part of the point of this piece, literally part of the point of this piece is 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 this is entirely promotion for um, JL Partners, which is the polling company that that's put it together.
0: Not very um, good. Not I well yeah, I no never you use but
1: at the end of it it has a little bit of uh, hey, if you want JL Partners to come and do work for you, on the basis of this odd piece, maybe as an illustrator or something. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if you're writing a new Tintin comic, yeah. and J- I, I don't know whether JL partners drew the pictures, in which case, if they didn't, I'm not sure what I... But the weird meaninglessness of it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's full of all of these, these hopeful messages for the Tories. Like, yeah. you know, if you can just get BMW vote drivers to vote yeah. for you, if maybe all the Labour... I mean, there's literally a bit where it says maybe all the Labour voters will vote Lib Dem because they're angry about, about Palestine. And... You know, that was a theory that was being offered a month and a half ago. Yeah. And the polling is absolutely solid on this. You know, it, it, <laughs> d, 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 it may well be that Labour voters wish that Keir Starmer was taking a different line. But less than 1% of them are shifting their vote anywhere. They, mm-hmm. they also know what they want from the next election. But there's this fantastic payoff at the end where James Johnson Jail Partners says, if Labour really does maintain a 15 plus percentage point lead through to election day, then these segments may well fall to one side.
2: (laughs) These characters, they remind me of when you write a sitcom script and you have to come (laughs) up with wacky characters. This Is a good sitcom script? (laughs) This is a bad sitcom script. All these retiring Rita and Toyota Tony work in an office together and Mm. hilarities ensue.
0: (laughs) It's so much like M&S Mike, you know, he and Remainer Ruth, they clash (laughs) but then eventually they fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) And he cashes in his BMW. So M&S might drive a BMW anyway. He wouldn't. It's all just, it's really badly done. And we reject it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of today's paper cuts. Thanks to Rob. Thank you. And thanks to Gronja. Mila Mahogad. And thanks to every one of you who've joined our Papercut Supporters Club. Your £5 a month means that you get every episode with no adverts and an extra bit at the end. And we can continue to buy all the papers every day and even sneak in the occasional copy of Heat for context. <laughs> and if you'd like to join the Papercut Supporters crew and maybe even get yourself an exclusive mug or a T-shirt as modelled by Gronya, Look good on everybody that navy. So just follow the show notes to back dot dot com to find out more. Our excellent supporters get a shout out on every show. So who do
1: we have today? Rob, who have you got? Hello, and Tom muchly to Ewan Bell.
0: And I want to say a
2: big thank you to the mysterious M Williams. It's just
0: M. Mm. Yeah, M. What does the M stand for? We'll never know. Um and I'd like to say hi and much gracious to Phil Lloyd. I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the star reveals that pet snakes are becoming overweight due to excessive feeding by owners. Guess there's a reason why they're called pythons. Hey! (laughs) See you tomorrow. Paper Cuts
2: was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Rob Hutton and Ronnie Maguire. The producer was Andrew Harrison and assistant producer Adam Wright. Our music's by Simon Williams, socials by Jess Harpin, Designed by Jim Parrott, and original art by Modern Toss. And the audio producer was me, Robin Lieber. Managing editor is Jacob Jarvis, group editor Andrew Harrison, and executive producer Martin Boitos. Papercuts is a
0: Podmasters production.